hi guys! I'm hi! Ex <laughs> I am experiencing a loud. thing. <laughs> I'm experiencing something right here, guys. Because what are you experiencing? Because uh, uh, B just dropped a cool, casual. Uh, oh, go check out Jake Abel's Instagram. He's posting quarantine videos, which means that he's going to be in episode 19. Isn't that neat? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's neat. But guess what I see when I first load up Jake <laughs> Abel's, Abel's Instagram? You were like, is this real? Is this a meme? What is this? <laughs> yeah, is Jake, is Jake memeing or is he actually... IRL, like... A, a huge Twilight fan. <laughs> is he actually narrating the Midnight Sun audiobook? Fourth mm -hmm. in... No, fifth! Mm -hmm. Fifth in the Twilight Sega, I guess. Holy shit, there's five? Well, there there's four books, but then Midnight Sun is a okay. retelling of the first book okay. from... Uh, 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 Edward Cullen's POV. My God, how much money does Stephanie Myers need? <laughs> okay, to be fair, she has had this. She's had the first uh few chapters of this book, Midnight Sun, and it was already titled Midnight Sun. Uh, she dropped those, I think, before even um, uh, the the fourth book came out. Okay. So she's she's had it for a while, and I think that Midnight Sun published like a couple of years ago. I say all these things as if like <laughs> published a couple of years ago. I could have sworn that it just got published. Really? That that's... yeah, like August fourth. It's probably like it's here. Yeah, fandom probably blew up. But Jake Abel is apparently narrating the audiobook. That like no, seriously, is this is this memeing? Is this? <laughs> Is this yeah, what the cool it, kids are doing these Remy, days? How how do you think this was a couple of years ago? It straight up came up August 4th, 2020. No. What year are you living in? <laughs> no, really? I I'm slightly odd. I'm like, when did you read this? I mean, I, I read it, like I said, when I was like 14, when she first released the first like three chapters of the book. Holy shit. It, it's been a long time. Um, but, uh, I, I heard some pickup of chatter around it. I thought, like, what the fuck is time? Apparently, I, he I heard some Tumblr talk around the Midnight Sun release, like, two months ago. I'm like, yeah, I think that dropped a couple years ago or something. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> you were in close enough orbit to Twilight that you knew that this was happening, but not when or if it had. If it had already happened. Seriously, did Midnight... Mm. Okay, so um, Midnight Sun, apparently... Let's catch up, guys, shall we? Hello? Like, <laughs> for the day that we are recording... It came out two days ago, Remy. It came out... Okay, so, hi guys. This is No Chick Click Moments, a supernatural podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't let this fool you. Jake Abel was the gateway drug to this conversation. It's true. It's true. And, and B tricked me into it. So I really didn't remember, and I didn't anticipate that you would come across such things on his Instagram. <laughs> 
<laughs> or that I was a closet Twilight fan, probably. Yeah, no, that took me by surprise, too. I I was of the age, I'm a little older than you, and so the people that I was around was very judgy about, like, you didn't read it, did you? And I'm like, no, of course not. Like, oh, really? I, I had heard enough about it that I was like, I don't know if this is really my jam. But mm. there was, like, judgment associated with it, which is... Uh, an issue of its own uh-huh but well if it makes you feel any better i've never read 50 series of gray specifically because my mother read it and then kept asking me if oh I my read god it yeah <laughs> where i was working at the time was an all women location and there were some of them reading it aries i'm gonna shut the door on you aries both of you betrayal there we go <laughs> yeah, and I think there was kind of a quiet takeover of everyone reading it, except for me, because I was like, oh, this is based off of uh, Twilight fan fiction. I don't need to read a published version of it. And I, like, I was reading articles about it, too. And I was like, this is wild that this has become a phenomenon. Uh, so, <laughs> long story short. <laughs> you can't see me, but I've got, I've got, I'm, I'm poking my nose up for you. Poking your nose up? Yeah, like the snooty snob. Okay, oh, yes. Somebody. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm imitating it too. I've got a snob. Yeah, I, I could say I was snobbish at the time. Oh, I did There's the exact no... same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a very, like, black or white culture about it. Like, either you read it and you were scandalized by it, or there, you were no fucking way you were going to read it. Anyways. 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 So... Jake Abel is quarantining. Yes, Jake Abel is quarantining, as are uh, Jared, Jensen, Misha. Uh, I haven't heard anything from anybody else. Do you know who else is quarantining? Um, I heard some people kind of trying to latch speculation onto Ty Olson because he <gasps> said he was coming back to Canada. But my understanding for that is he's seeing his kids, not necessarily up for work. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, a girl can dream. Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, we can assume Alex and um all the cast and crew are headed back. Um. Or already back in mm-hmm. uh, in Vancouver and gearing up to film the final two episodes. Yeah. And it sounds like they're going to be filling the quarantine time, like the 14 days. I almost said weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> time is unreal. The 14 days. It sounds like there's going to be um, some sort of Zoom convention. And I'm using this in a very loose quotation marks. Because there was an auction going on for, like, a one-on-one video with Jensen and, like, there's meet and greet kind of video chats that you could buy a seat at and kind of participate with. So it sounds like that's what the um, actors are going to be using to kind of fill their time while they wait to get cleared for work. Yeah, I did see that announcement. They're having some one-on-ones um, and uh, no panels, I don't think. But uh, that's happening this week. So we'll have lots of good uh, food for thought next week, probably. Uh, or two weeks from now. Yeah, hopefully we'll see some stuff coming out from that. Uh-huh. 
and I'm just excited that, you know, it's all, it's all kind of coming to a head. That's wild to think about. Yeah, I don't think I'm really ready to consider the fact that there's going to be the last two episodes actually done and then episodes coming out again. Like, it's so weird because it feels like a return to normalcy, but it's not going to last. Yeah, yeah, it's like every everything for us at least still feels kind of at a standstill, but things are moving over there. So we know that, you know, come October, it's going to get a rolling again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> so so Jake Abel quarantining, though, that's exciting. That's um yeah. actually, I would love to see uh, Michael back in episode 19 or 20. That's going to be fun. I think Jake said that 19 is his final episode. And oh. based off of what Jensen said in um, an interview with Alice from New Zealand, I've been saying it like it's her last name, but you <laughs> actually know what she's from. Al- Alice New Zealand? From, from Yeah, Alice from New Capsule? Zealand. Yes, thank you. A Capsule. Capsule. Um. Jensen was talking about how 19 is going to be like the season finale and then episode 20 is going to be the series finale. So that kind of has me shaking in my boots, but it helps make sense also why Jake is saying like 19 is going to be his final. So I'm very like speculation ready for how he's involved in the conclusion. Uh, I so want want to like dig into... Knowing that Michael's going to be in episode 19, how is that going to tie into uh, what we might expect for Heaven? And, you know, we've talked so much about the restructuring of the afterlife. So that's kind of got me on. That's got me hooked. I know. But uh, I, all that speculation, I'm sure, is there's going to be plenty to talk about in the five episodes leading up to uh, episode 19, much less, you know, all that we're going to be talking about in 19. I'm so excited. So, yeah, I mean, I've spilled my salt about the fact that we have the writers that we do for episode 19, but I'm really hoping 20 is going to be like a... A continuation, but maybe a softer closure Mm -hmm. to the series than, say, uh, let's skip forward 10 years and see what they're at. Like, please don't do that. We've seen it enough times in media to know that it just doesn't work. I I really do have faith in that. So, um, uh, and when I say I have faith in that, I think that I'm just saying that I agree with you. I think that (laughs) it's going going to be... um, uh, well, so the interview that you referred to was a video that came out last week um, by uh, uh, the New Zealand media site Capsule, and it was a brief interview, uh, 10 minutes, um, Alice O'Connell had Jensen and Jared on their uh, web series uh, uh, of How Are You Today? And it was really just like, hey, we love you. How are you? (laughs) How's it going? And it's a really nice little 10-minute video. Um, And uh, Jared and Jensen talked uh, about how it has been uh, at home for the past few past few months and also uh 
uh, how they're feeling with filming coming up pretty soon. And, uh, and Jared, no, Jensen mentioned, as you said, B, that 19 is going to be the season finale, but uh, uh, 20 is going to feel more like the series finale. And through faith in the writers, I feel that you're right. And that, you know, we're going to have the big, the big, boom culmination yeah the big you know action culmination to the season uh uh, get rid of the big bad in um episode 19 but then 20 is going to be really you know what's next what's after the 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 soft epilogue too. I really hope so. I, I do too. I'm so nervous. I'm like scared of something big and world changing. Like there's no more supernatural or I, I, I don't know. I'm just nervous, but excited, but very nervous. <laughs> nervous, but excited, but very nervous. So that mm-hmm. sounds, that sounds about right. I mean, 15 years. <laughs> Gotta stick the landing there, kiddos. Yeah, yeah. I really loved um, this this video with Alice. Uh, Jensen talked about um, also how it felt leaving uh, leaving you know things unfinished. Uh, they were one day into filming the penultimate episode, episode nineteen, and they were told to pack up and you know give it give it a month, maybe two, and then they'll be back. But now here we are. I'm not even going to try to do that math, but some number of Five. months later, <laughs> and um, and Jensen said that when they when they first put a pause on things, he felt kind of he felt kind of relieved to be able to really like think back on or or think ahead to how the last two episodes are going to look like really you know take stock of of himself and the character and then uh you know he felt he said that it felt like it was time to regroup because they you know after a long season he said the last couple of episodes are always hard and draining and they're kind of like you know just ready right ready yeah they have no more tank mm-hmm. like the tank is empty and exactly. so they now had the opportunity to refuel but like jensen was saying it's like okay i refueled a couple months back like i'm ready to go right <laughs> and right. just stuck waiting yeah yeah he's like yeah i was at first i was grateful for the breather but he's like i am full of air let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah he said he's getting a little stir crazy yeah yeah, there's only so much that you can do to entertain your kids before they're bored of you. And <laughs> he's run through all his tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw Rob Benedict. He has flown back, so he's getting ready to quarantine. And I'm wondering about Lisa Barry, what she's going to be doing. Because on July 28th there, she had her baby. Yeah. Do you know if it was a boy or a girl? Um, Kylan Johnstone, newborn son, arrived safe and sound on the afternoon of Tuesday, July 28th. Oh, baby. Good for her. Yeah. Congratulations He's to Lisa. so cute. Aww. Yeah. So we'll see what her schedule is going to look like if she has some more to film or not. I would think Death has kind of... A important role in the last couple episodes, but we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. 
that, uh, I, I so hope that, you know, some, you know, those kind of real life things don't, uh, uh, exclude her from the final two episodes. Yeah. I would be optimistic because I think she and her husband live in Toronto. Mm. Like, she's Canadian. So there's at least not the border crossing concern and, like, crossing the border with a newborn. Like, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing is at least a little less stressful. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hope to see Lisa, but, you know, obviously real life happens, so... We'll yeah. see. We'll see how that plays out. That's exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, in the last two weeks since we've talked last, we had that uh, Comic-Con, uh, the virtual Comic-Con, Comic-Con at home. And yep. there was the supernatural therapy fighting internal monsters like a Hunter IRL co- uh, panel. Mm-hmm. That uh, is, uh, you guys can go and watch that. Um we had... Yeah, it's up on YouTube, isn't it? Uh, I the link that I uh, the link that I followed actually took me to the Comic Con San Diego uh, website. So it's oh nice. It's likely on YouTube. This actually looks like a YouTube link. So, um, or a YouTube embed. Uh, yep, I see it. Yep, it's on YouTube. So you can see it on the Comic Con website or on YouTube. And that was a panel with Ruth O'Con- oh, Ruth O'Connell, um, <laughs> Ruth Connell, I'm like, Ruthie, Ruthie, <laughs> Andrea Japal, um, Rachel Miner. So it was a it was a big it was a big panel actually. Lots of familiar faces there. Nice. And there was also the Super Good campaign that just started with stands involving Misha Collins and Michael Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Sheen and Misha Collins are banding together their respective fandoms and Good Omens and Supernatural. And they are launching a uh, a transatlantic homelessness relief effort that uh they're raising money through stands with a couple uh with some um uh super good uh merchandise that uh, all proceeds will go to um uh, some charities to help uh homelessness both in the UK and the US and uh, there was a there's a video of Michael Sheen and Misha Collins talking about their um, their uh, community service efforts, their fandoms, and how amazing fandom has been in cultivating a a culture of kindness, and how grateful they are to to um, their their respective platforms. Um, and Aww. yeah, it's a really, it's a really nice video. Misha and Michael both are hilarious. So it was, it was really heartwarming and, um, and, you know, it'll put a smile on your face to, to, to watch them chatting about, about their, their history with community involvement. Yeah, I saw some screen grabs of the chat that they had and like Michael Sheen is cosplaying as Castiel Mm -hmm. and their screen names are like Mike Castiel and Misha's Raphael. And I was (laughs) like, oh my God, these little nerds, I love it. (laughs) 
It was it was so much fun. Um, Misha's face when because <laughs> when the when the um the live stream first started, Misha loaded and he's like, "Okay, Michael, yeah, I I think we're good to go." And and then Misha's camera turns on and we've got a blank um second half of the screen and Misha's like, "Michael, you there, Michael?" and just all at once the camera turns on and he's in the full Michael Sheen is in the full Castiel cosplay and Misha's face was just like ah! like he, that's so cute to surprise Misha like that he he was like you didn't it was so cute <sighs> And I saw that Misha shared a story about how when they were breaking due to the COVID um, situation on set, that he wasn't sure when they were coming back. And so he just grabbed one of the trench coats <laughs> and he's like, I'm taking this home. I don't know if I'll be able to steal anything else. Like, just the uncertainty abound. He did. He, he, he was like, he was like, yeah, just wait one second. And I, I guess he went to his hall closet and he's like, yeah, I got my own. I got my coat here. Aww. I stole it from I set. It. Uh, anyone from Warner Brothers, plug your ears. <laughs> you saw nothing. You heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cute. And now Gish is afoot, too. And now Gish is afoot. I'm going to go look up what the exact dates are. But yeah, that launched this week. It's a one week. I think week. it was the 1st through the 8th. So it's going to be over by time this episode posts. Oh, yeah. But there's already been some cute things that have come out from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. August 1st through the 8th. And... um. And so by the time this airs, we'll be at a close on Gish. But, uh, yeah, there's been, you know, fun there stuff. There was the <laughs> Kansas campfires thing along earlier this week. So that was another big Zoom call that had Misha, Jensen, and Jared, plus members from Ka- from Kansas, all there participating in a group call. Sorry, I got to, I got distracted scrolling through the Gish site. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the um the Espion family campfire sing along. That's also on YouTube if you want to see it. It's um, eh, eh, I'm I'm not gonna list all the names that you just listed. So. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I was listening B. I was listening. I wasn't looking at the Gish uh, gallery. No. Of course not. You couldn't be distracted by that. <laughs> uh yeah, it was, you know, Jared, Misha, Jensen, and then Kansas. And they had a few minutes of chatting. Um which uh it's it was so it was so funny. Um Misha obviously had some prepared like prompts, some questions. Uh and and it, Jared is just like down in the corner, like, "Hey guys, do you hear that music? Hey, hey, hey! Oh my god! <laughs> hey guys, <gasps> what? Oh, oh, that was my laptop. <laughs> sorry, guys, sorry." And I'm like, Misha's trying to ask a question, and Jared's like, "Hey, Bill, I love that shirt." And it's just, oh my god. But but despite Jared's best uh, efforts to derail the call, um, 
they had they had a little bit of chatting on the front end, but what it was, it was a campfire sing along of Carry On My Wayward Son with Kansas and two hundred and fifty fans. Oh my god. In a single Zoom conference. Oh my gosh. Were they good? <laughs> no. But <laughs> No, but it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> that was not the point. <laughs> that, that wasn't the point. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the upcoming guests that are involved in Kansas, and like Jen is going to be on Jen Aviv Padalecki, Jewel, Felicia Day, Travis McElroy, Osric Chow, Kim Rhodes, Sam Smith, Elena Huffman. And many more. Like, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. What's that for? Gish. This is the special guests for it this year. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. I I guess who didn't visit the Gish site all week? I thought thought it was next week. I seriously just visited now because I'm like, this can't be the only thing. They can't be doing this on, like, day two. And I look it up and I'm like, nope, there's a long list of names of people that are going to be special guesting. Oh, man. Yeah, I I, I honestly thought Gish was next week. That tells you how in tune with time. (laughs) Always one off. Yeah. And oh yeah, interactive live streams with special guests and there is a whole slew of them. Guys, hop on this. I think it's super cute that Travis is involved in it. Oh yeah. What's the over under on him being in one of the uh uh five remaining kind of monster of the week episodes? I feel like I feel like it's no bueno, but I would love to be surprised. I would love to see him just as an extra, like, his purple hair in the background. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> Meet your gish camp counselor, Travis McElroy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Crossing the streams there. Nice. Oh, yeah. We've got an all-star lineup here. Yeah. Was there anything else in the past couple of weeks, B? As if that wasn't like enough. That covers... I feel like that covers everything. Like, <laughs> everything all of a sudden was, like, that one, it's this one little video clip of, like, everyone's gathered around the table, and then they're getting up to go, and, like, the one woman is sipping her martini extra fast, and, like, they're all just grabbing things running from the table. <laughs> I feel like that was a good representation for what Supernatural did this past week. They're like, we're gonna start filming? Oh, shit, get into the, get in front of the cameras, do selfies, let's make sure that we're <laughs> leaking set spoilers, like, let's go. Let's go. Oh, man. After such a dry spell, I'm like, I'm like a Victorian lady just overwhelmed, like, fainting <laughs> spells abound at the thought of, like, what's going to come to us over the next couple weeks. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's all of our supernatural news, what's what's going on in the home front, B? How are you today? <sighs> Honestly, I've been very existential. Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm going to start light for you. Don't worry. Um, it feels like everything that I've been reading or like listening to podcasts, watching shows, it's all been leading towards like what I've been thinking about from therapy and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, no, like I don't want to be looking at the bigger picture right now. But it feels like I have no choice all of a sudden. This is the thing that I'm focusing on, trying to gain <laughs> better perspective and grow as a person during a pandemic who thought they should do this but 
Um, one thing that was really good for that was, have you heard of Midnight Gospel? B. I say this, like, not expecting you to know. B, 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 <laughs> Wait. What? 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 Not, not to derail. I'm so sorry for this. Do I'm it. I'm so sorry for this. But, but, you know, in an attempt to be self-disciplined, I went and I exited out of the Gish tab, which brought me straight <laughs> back to Jake Abel. And, you know, and I just realized if he, <laughs> if he is narrating Midnight Sun... For you know the, for the audiobook, week? Midnight Sun is a Edward point of view. Yep. First person yep. point of view narration. Yep. Jay yep. Gable is Edward. Yep. Yep. I don't like Glad that you're finally I, sitting on the same bench as the rest of us. Oh, God. <laughs> I, this, oh, oh, no. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, Again, yes, Midnight... crossing mid- the streams. <laughs> midnight what now? Midnight Gospel. <laughs> that one, yeah. What's Midnight Gospel? Yeah, no, welcome welcome back. Um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'll close that tab, too. It is a cartoon series that was developed by Pendleton Ward, which you might remember from Adventure Time. And mm-hmm. I would say it's like a visual narrative podcast, because the main character um, doesn't, there's a little bit of a narrative, but ultimately it's just the person interviewing other people and gaining their perspectives on things like drugs, on death, on like what is the higher meaning of life. Like these types of big questions, like these really vulnerable, sensitive questions that you don't necessarily get to talk about on the daily. And so it just was really kind of these philosophical, illuminating conversations that are happening in a comedic way. And there's a narrative for the cartoon that is taking place at the same time. But you can tell, like... Whoever's being interviewed stops accidentally um, referring to the character Chansey and is actually referring to the voice actor by name. And it's just these very personal conversations that, especially the last one, oh my gosh, he's interviewing his mother and his mother has stage four cancer and they're talking about like what you can do to be comforted and find comfort from the rhythms of life and realize like that these things aren't personal and you either have the opportunity to fight against the stream or to go with it and gain perspective. And it's just, it's really heartbreaking. Like it's so vulnerable and it's so warm and so, I guess I would say universal, like these fears and just sort of the questions they evoke and sort of what answers you can find from these things. So that just has sent me on a spiral of thinking about things too deeply, but also in like a way that feels like growth. So that's what I've been up to. (laughs) When you said uh, feeling a bit existential this week, you weren't... uh... (laughs) That wasn't hyperbole, was it? just... No, it just, it wasn't only because I'm filling in for my manager at work. It is (laughs) just like, it's genuinely these thoughts about like how we approach death, how we 
deal with the kind of hopes and fears and uncertainties we have for ourselves, and like how setting these expectations for how we should be or what should be doing ultimately is causing us pain and like how we balance that with also wanting to move forward and to change and evolve as people is just, I mean, those are eternal questions. And it was just really illuminating to listen to these episodes back to back to back and hear kind of the depth that, I mean, let me just look up who he is because I know him as a comedy actor. And I feel like as a comedian, you're not always treated like you have depth of self. Like you're almost treated Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to be funny and take things lightly and not be too serious about things. Um, Duncan. Duncan Trussell. And so to hear that he is having like these personal journeys and he's sharing them so openly, especially when he's talking with his mom about what she's been going through, like these years of, I don't know what day I'm going to die, but it's coming quick. Like these conversations are just hard, but they're also very affirming. And it just, it felt like it hit at the right time to just flip onto this randomly and then be like, holy shit, this has actually been a very touching show to connect to. And, like, never heard of it before. Just picked it on a whim off of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, those are, those are you know, deep uh, issues and, and something that's, like, maybe hard to, to look at straight on, but it's they're universal so it would be i can see how it would be very affirming to see people talking about those kind of things uh, yeah. openly and really you know addressing uh, you know facing it head on like i said yeah they're just not really conversations that you can find on the day to day and like when you have that opportunity when you have people that are willing to discuss it so frankly it just it Oh my god, like, I'm ready to cry thinking of some of the episodes of just talking about, like, how cracked open and vulnerable you feel, but, like, what other choice do you have? Like, that's the way to kind of experience life to the fullest. It's just, again, I'm sitting here, like, we were just talking about supernatural, and now I'm talking about, like, esoterical values and, like, the meaning of, like... (laughs) too much i'm sorry that was probably too much to pour on you right now it's okay it's okay that's a uh, i'm yeah i see it now that's a one oh um a currently a one season series mm-hmm. in, on netflix yeah yeah there's eight episodes it's about 20 minute conversations and they are kind of nodding to the fact that okay we're characters in this cartoon but ultimately you just are listening to two people talk Mm -hmm. like the premise of the show is he's essentially a podcaster and he goes into all these simulated universes he finds someone to talk to and he just talks about what's important with them or what they are feeling in the moment so it's just very open-ended kind of what you can talk about. You can talk about anything. It's not really the point. The narrative isn't the point. Mm-hmm. The conversations are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really good. Uh, uh, I watched The Umbrella Academy this week. <laughs> yeah! I remember. OK, 
okay, because we had a long conversation about, like, how are we going to do this? Because we don't want to spoil each other, but we also want to marathon through this. So when did you finish watching season two? Okay, okay. Uh, um, I you don't want to say the first day, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, so hoping that you weren't actually looking at the timestamps on my card. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> So, so, uh, season two dropped, I think, last Friday. And, July 31st. Um, yeah, last Friday. And I watched episodes one through eight that night. I got off of work nice. at four o'clock and I was like, okay, this is, this is what's happening. Nice. And then I finished, uh, the last two episodes, um, um, Sunday. So nice two days later i i really wanted to do the same so on friday i like wait patiently i'm not watching (laughs) i go over to my family's house i'm like okay family meeting what the fuck are we doing for this because (laughs) the next day my brother is moving to a different town he's only about 20 minutes away but it still is going to add an extra layer of logistics to this and they're like, oh, I don't feel like watching tonight. I'm like, okay, fine. Bye. I'm going to watch this at all. <laughs> so I got two thirds blessing. My dad swears he wasn't here for this conversation and I call him a liar. But they are like, you can watch without us. So I started on Saturday after helping my brother move. And I got through about seven and then I watched the final three Sunday morning. So we finished at actually pretty close time to each other. I think you messaged me right around the time I was starting the final episode. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Synergy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yes. that was the conversation that we had. So we knew that you were going to be watching, you know, at some point with your family. And I knew that I was definitely going to be sitting down my husband to watch as well. But, you know, it, there's there's the binging issue you know yeah yeah there is the i'm i'm a sprinter i'm a marathon runner and like i i don't want to just sit for one episode and then wait i know my husband right off the bat was like um yeah you you just watch it so that you don't get mad at me when i only want to watch one episode (laughs) (laughs) basically i was like okay (laughs) so i just and like we both have no problem rewatching things so that works out well i got my water i got my snacks i got my laptop headphones and i just made a nest okay and we we i powered through Uh, (laughs) so so what did you think it, it, it i loved it i mean i thought it was great it's it's silly yeah. and and you know you can't look too hard at the at the plot especially when time travel is involved but I would love to discuss with you in detail the plot holes that you see because I'm very bad at noticing these sorts of things like uh-huh I could say, oh, they they killed a whole bunch of people that probably shouldn't have died, and how does that change the timeline? But, I mean, spoilers, not spoilers. The final episode kind of indicates, yeah, you guys changed the timeline. Right, right. And, but then it's like they were in a completely different timeline to begin with. I don't know. It was weird. But <laughs> timey-wimey, y'all. Timey-wimey. But, I mean, overall... 
I thought that the humor was great. I thought that there was a, I, I, they, all of the new characters that they introduced, I loved all of the relationships. Yes. Uh, and the new characters. Uh, it, there was, you know, the, the story of the Umbrella Academy, or, or four, uh, no, four, seven asshole siblings <laughs> who get thrown in close proximity to each other. Only, mm-hmm. you know, against <laughs> against their wishes, for the most part. I I really liked the pacing and the humor and, like, the general, I guess, ambiance of the second oh, season. Because yeah. yeah. the first one, I almost struggled with the first time I watched because it did start with a funeral and feeling very morose. And, like, it has the difficulty of having characters who have history but who have been disconnected for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of in miserable states and getting to know each other once again. And there's the threat of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Now in season two, we get to kind of go, okay, yeah, you know the deal. This one has ghost powers. This one can jump through time. Uh-huh. This one could do that. Now let's go have some fun. And that's what it really felt like they did with this second season. That is a great summary. That is a great little bit of analysis because that is what I think I enjoyed most about uh, the second season is we we really um, there wasn't as much tension in the relationships this season mm-hmm. and and the the relationships felt more comfortable and um and it, it it was just it was just perfect snotty sibling relationships yes and yes and the and and the apocalypse is happening so you know yeah and like we don't know how the fuck this happened and it, I, I totally agree. We got to see more of the siblings being siblings. They felt more like a family in this season because they had to connect ultimately in the last episode of season one. So if you guys haven't given Umbrella Academy a shot yet, I can say season two would be definitely worth your while. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it, it definitely held up. I mean, you know, you're always you're always a little bit nervous about the new season coming up. You know, is it going to live up to it? This one definitely did. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I really enjoyed it. I was initially not quite convinced because the trailer felt like they were doing same verse repeat. You know, mm-hmm. there's another apocalypse. Oh, what do we do? But I mean, spoilers, they subvert your expectations right away in the first episode by being like, yes, they got transported back to Dallas, Texas, but not all of them at the same time. And I was like, this changes everything. Mm. Like, this is the dynamic that would have had me salivating in the trailer had I understood it while I watched it. And so that was a delightful surprise. And it just elevated the whole thing for me. I loved it. It was really great, and and you say spoilers, but that is literally the first five minutes of the of the first yeah. episode. So yeah, we get Maxine Nightingale's "Kid Right Back to It." I shouldn't sing. Uh, <laughs> oh, the soundtrack was just as good as yeah. the first. They really they pulled leaned a, into the it. The Knight's Tale with it too, where like, okay, we might be in the '60s, but we're not just pulling from the '60s. We're going uh-huh. to use whatever music we want, and I love when shows do that too. Be yeah. anachronistic with your soundtracks. I don't care. 
<laughs> and and you know you said that you really like the um the ambiance of this season the environment i i also you know like i was a little i was when i saw the trailer like i was i was really um intrigued by you know all the things that were promised to happen from the trailer but then i was like oh we're in the 60s okay <laughs> but, okay fine but yeah um but it was so good. It was so good. I, yeah, yeah. Both with the layer that it added onto the narrative by, you know, having these modern characters thrown into a bygone era and yeah. um, just the aesthetic of it all and the environment itself. It was just, it was like, it was so good. It, they just, it was just so well done. Yeah, and I love that it is kind of sticking with what we saw in season one, where like none of the cars that were shown were built after 1989, because that was the year when the siblings were born. So we still get to feel kind of that thread that we had in the season one, where everything was slightly oldish, like there wasn't really cell phones being shown, it was still pay phones, Uh all those kind of old feelings. And now we have it more cemented in the fact that it's the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my gosh, my dad, what I, the first episode, as soon as I watched it, I'm like, he's going to fucking love just looking at the vehicles in it because <laughs> I don't know if oh, I told, I like, it. my dad has worked in, with vehicles for like 40 some years and he is just this really smart guy. He has World War II planes memorized. He has like all vehicles fucking memorized. I don't know how. <laughs> so, like, the first thing that opens, he's like, oh, that one there is a 62 Fairlane, so they must be around this time. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, he's just picking out the vehicles as they're driving by. He's like, yeah, that one's a 61 this. The... And like, oh my God, the first episode when Klaus is driving and the vehicle overheats, my dad's like, what the fuck do you expect for a Dodge? Like, he just knew these things without <laughs> even really having to have the narrative tell him. And it's just, it's delightful watching him watch stuff like that. Oh, that's so fun. That's so fun. I love, Mm -hmm. I love, I love audience participation, especially Mm -hmm. when you've already seen the series. So you're like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. You can pay more attention to the reactions of your companions than, (laughs) yeah. Than really being like, like, no, shh, 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 shh. I'm exactly. No, I need to pick up these plot points. No. Yeah, exactly. And it's so fun. um, The scenes with Vanya and Sissy. Because uh-huh. the very first scene with them together, I see my brother on the couch and he immediately looks over and like locks eyes with me <laughs> and I just like make a face at him and he's just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, and, and, and I talk to him afterwards. He's like, I can pick up on subtext now. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> did you, um, so, so one thing that uh, I did was um, when I was watching the episodes, I was messaging you in Discord Mm-hmm. Um, but not really messaging you. I was really just yelling into the void on like a yes. an empty server channel to be <laughs> like, okay, this is yeah. where all of my Umbrella Academy comments are going. And then when you get there, you should go. Like, yes. but, but did you see um, the messaging I had going with my with my brother on Sissy and Vanya? <laughs> I'm sure I read, but I also was just like 
I'm stupid about memorizing things. So I did see, but I don't remember. Tell me again. No, he he had messaged me that morning. He was like, I'm so excited for season two. Um, and then I don't want I don't want to spoil it, but he was like, Vanya, Vanya's gonna have a journey of self discovery this season. Let's and <laughs> and we have we have to make up for what they put her through last season, okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Seems too predictable. And <laughs> And then, and, and the timestamps were so funny because it was like 7.30 in the morning and then 7.30 at that night. I was like, Mayday! Mayday! <laughs> Mayday! <laughs> all right, all right, oh, all right. I, I feel like they must have got feedback. Like, this sheer unfiltered gay energy that <laughs> Ellen Page radiates <laughs> in the first season. I was like, you cannot convince me that she has chemistry with this guy. And then, like, the first scene with her and Sissy in season two was just, like, <laughs> eyes emoji. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it... It was just really funny seeing my brother have the same reaction to just like eyes emoji over at me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and for that, uh, that's going to earn the Umbrella Academy spoilers tag on on the. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's OK. No, no, re- no regrets. <laughs> what was that? I was trying to I was trying to quote the one movie. No regrets. That was it. No regrets. No regrets. No, no regrets. From We're the Millers. Um, from, yes, We're the Millers. Millers. I was, you know, I was just about to correct you with, I was like, no, V, it's from Little Miss Sunshine. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's really not. No, it's really not. <laughs> they are substantially different storylines. There's a bus involved, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bus, RV, I mean, <laughs> tornado, tornado. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, do you think that was enough gushing about the Umbrella Academy? I think we did a good job. I think I we mean, did we a could good always job. do more, but <laughs> we don't want to be too spoilery, despite spoilers. <laughs> no. Go watch it. I think, go watch it. Go watch it. Um, and then I just wrap up by saying the other things that I have crunched is Sugar Rush extra sweet, which I'm like, that's such a stupid name to call this season. But <laughs> I love watching Sugar Rush anyways as just like junk food TV. And then having finished that, I started watching Nailed It, which I fucking love Nicole Byer. She's such an amazing host. She's so funny. And just, do you know anything about Nailed It? No. Okay. Basically, it's like Sugar Rush, which is you have People come on, three of them, Sugar Rush has four, competing for $10,000 doing baking. And Mm. they have set categories that they have to do. Whereas Sugar Rush has like professional bakers. Nailed It has people basically looking at Pinterest and being like, how do I make that? Oh my god! And it's it's so fucking funny seeing the thing that they're trying to create and then their actual creation because none of them are bakers and they win the same amount of money at the end as the Sugar Rush people do. So like it <laughs> fills my heart with joy knowing that this show exists. It's like, you shitty at baking? You can still earn 10 grand. Love it. That's great. And yeah, Nicole is so fucking funny. She hosts with um, Mono Agapian, 
the Drag Race podcast that I listen to, uh-huh. and they both are fucking hilarious on that, too. So another reason why I started watching Nailed It. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I could totally see how it would be so funny to watch those two series, like, together. On, like, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Nailed It has a button that, like, basically the person who did the worst in the first round can disrupt the other contestants in the second round and one of them is just like you hit the button and nicole does distractions so (laughs) one of the things that she did in the latest season was she got on top of the judge's desk she rolled off of it onto the floor and then she rolled across the entire set into the pantry like that's what she did for like two fucking minutes and the rest (laughs) of them like what the hell is i just she's so chaotic she's so funny she makes it so worth it. So high praise for Nailed It. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, other other than the Umbrella Academy, I've been, uh, I watched the first few episodes of Doom Patrol. Um, yes. The HBO series. And you know what? Surprise the, right. Alan Tiddick. It It is as weird as you said, but... I really didn't know what to expect for it, so I sat down with my family, watched the first episode, and I'm like, Brendan Fraser books? Not expecting that. <laughs> Not expecting that. No, but it, it, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely going to keep, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been limping my way through the third season of my Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch, mm-hmm. mainly because I don't want it to be over yet, but. Yeah. I just finished my first watch maybe last week for the first time. Oh, yeah. So I can see definitely why you'd want to savor it. Yeah, it's such a good series. Mm-hmm. Such a nostalgic series, at least for me. Yeah. And I hope I well, hope that it's as enjoyable for the new viewer. Yes, I would definitely say so. And I, it has a bit of nostalgia to me because while I didn't watch it at the time, there was definitely the cultural osmosis happening with it. <laughs> so, like, none of the plot points were terribly surprising to me. The way that they happened were because oh, I yeah. didn't have details. Yeah. So it was just really neat to kind of be slotting puzzle pieces into place. Awesome. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. And now I think I'm going to go bully my husband into watching more of the Umbrella Academy. So, yes, good idea. <laughs> I might drive over to my family, see if my brother's still there, and be like, "Listen, bitches, one more, one more we have time for one more, one more." All right. Well, uh, so that was this week's uh, quarantini. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we kind of fell into, uh, accidentally stumbled into a uh, bi-weekly schedule uh, for our quarantinis, and we decided to stick with that going forward into until the airing of uh, uh, the end of- New episodes. Yes, until the airing of the new episodes. That's it. <laughs> and uh, so we will see you guys in a couple of weeks and in the meantime i hope you guys have a great quarantine uh, that yeah. did not come out the way that i intended it to well, but you know what i mean great great as in like stay safe we hope that you guys are all well and we hope that you are just surviving you know if you get through the day that is fantastic and go discover some new media because you know we've been having a great time yeah I mean, Midnight Gospel was not even on my top 10 list. And now I'm like, holy shit, I am shook. 
So <laughs> there's there's shit out there, and we'll tell you about what we find along the way. All right, B. Talk to you later. Oh, I can't talk say next week. I'll just say next week. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Well, we can talk. We can <laughs> just make it secret. See you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.